Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Beers here on Monday. It's Labor Day and, uh, sorry folks, we are an hour later than normal. Normally it's 5 p.m. We'll back to 5 p.m. Um, tomorrow, but uh, today we are at 6 p.m. because I was dropping off uh, my uh, daughters. Uh, so there we go. I've got the old spates lined up for my lockdown beer, and obviously you should all not be working on Labour Day because it is Labour Day. Um, and uh, obviously Mr. Harris has decided that he's going to do some product placement there um, with his Coca-Cola, no sugar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so those are fantastically. Um, joining in there, uh, Mr. Harris. So, uh, yes, there we go. Not sponsored by, but uh, certainly uh, uh, employed, uh, one of us employed by um, a certain product that might, may or may not have been on screen already. Um, some of the stuff we'll have a chat about today, more Pacifica, the uh, top 10 um, best player or highest pay, paid players in the world, uh, a bit of Blackfern 7s, a bit of Blackfern's warm up, um, the uh, Blackfern 15, sorry. Uh, we'll talk about so that's what's on the cards for today. How are you doing, sir? Very good, thank you, Paul. Good to be on the show. And it's uh, hey, we got a bit of sun out in the 09 today after what's been a very damp weekend, but took the opportunity to head out for a nice long walk earlier this morning. Yes, there we go at six o'clock on the dot. I'm opening up my beer normally, I open up at five o'clock on the dot. Um, I don't know why I've just uh, taken all my normal habits and just moved them back an hour, but there we go. Um, all for the show and those of you on the podcast that uh, I go live about two minutes before just to say hello to everybody uh, and uh, get the beer open so there we go don't forget folks you can join us uh, on Facebook YouTube and Twitter search for New Zealand Support Radio or at Driving Mall on Twitter um, and also you become a uh, supporter over at, uh, over at patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio to help us with all the tech and stuff so we can bring you these shows but uh, Stephen, um, as advertised uh, on Friday, uh, we had a triple naming from Moana Pacifica um, today, uh, and uh, it was um, all locked, wasn't it? Um, with uh, Mike McKee, Don Lolo, 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 have I said it right? Yeah, Lolo. Yeah, um, yep, yep. And um, Becaso, uh, Polinati, um, there are the three people being named, one from the Cook Islands, two from Tonga, 
um, and uh, that pads out their um, their lock stocks. What do you think? Yeah, I was going to say, obviously, Mike, Mike McKee, we've, we had a, a little bit of a heads up that um, being uh, obviously uh, with Cook Island parentage, that he was a good chance, a good good footballer, good line out forward. Um, Don Lolo, don't know much about him, although he did make his debut for Tonga this year. Now, apparently plays for the Taiari Club down in Otago, and he actually has been selected for Otago a couple of seasons back, but uh, turned the opportunity down to follow through with a bit of work and study, but has played a bit of Heartland Rugby for North o- North Otago. But um, I'm reliably formed. He is a very, very good athlete. Um, the stats that I might have actually posted on our rugby chat are a little bit off. He's listed as around about 6'5", 6'6", around about 120 kg. So he is an athlete. Um, they also pull it Polianitani, um, I don't really know a heck of a lot about, only that he's played a bit of um, Heartland Rugby for uh, for South Canterbury. So, uh, listen, we, we you almost could say you might be a little bit underwhelmed, but on saying that, we on our rugby chat, we also mentioned Carl Tunukuafi, who came from club rugby. And, uh, boy, look how he cracked it. So, listen, I think they're just taking a, maybe a punt on these guys and uh, you know from what i've been able to ascertain both really really good athletes yeah look i mean locking um lock is becoming the hardest or the most um, sought after position in rugby as the height of locks um gets uh um, higher and higher uh and now that's yeah if you look at some locks from 10 years ago uh they you can get away with being much shorter than you can do nowadays so and there is fewer people who are that height uh, and also good rugby players. So locking, lock, the yeah, lock is becoming one of the most uh, sought-after positions or one of the best-paid positions in rugby. Uh, and um, we'll talk about some of the best-paid players in the world in uh, a second or two. But um, so this was always going to be a difficult area for them or for all teams um, to to find players. To be honest, and uh, yes, these guys, um, I would say underwhelmed. But I would say they've definitely um, flown under the radar. Uh, and these are the three players. When we put together our squad for Moana Pacifica um, a few weeks ago now, about a month or so, or, month, or maybe even two months ago now, um, these are three guys we didn't pick um, because they weren't on the uh, on the radar from a, a Bunnings NPC point of view. Uh, and um, even though Vakaso um, Poliati uh, was, and I've butchered it again, sorry, folks, um, was uh, is playing for Manawa too. Um, the uh, he, he was down. He, or he's, the, the flag he has on uh, uh, on Wikipedia is is um, New Zealand. So hence, I didn't realise he was he was um, uh, a Tongan um, player, uh, and hence that's why we missed him. So uh, yeah, three players. So we did we didn't uh, we didn't spot Mike McKee injured, unfortunately. So he's missed out on this um, Bunnings NPC season, but was going to be down in Southland, I think, um, <clears throat> on this one. So uh, so yeah, so. As uh, Nocturnal Wright says, the South represented represent for uh, Moana Pacifica. Yes, uh, people from the South Island uh, um, uh, getting their chance, which is fantastic to see. So, um, and uh, already, I say, well, one of them is Cook Island. The other two are, I think they were both already capped for for Tonga. Um, And so, look, again, that authenticity, folks, um, uh, this is definitely staying um, that way. Paul, I was going to say, listen, both these two with a bit of experience could grow into, in fact, all these three players could grow into very, very good, mature, super rugby players. Um, both Lolo and uh, Polo Niati have actually um, 
were originally from uh, the latter two were originally from Auckland, and uh, Paula Niati actually uh, played uh, for Sacred, Sacred Heart, and I see Don Lolo also schooled up here in, in Auckland as, as well, but also played a lot of his junior rugby for, for Ponsonby. So these kids, uh, you know, they've definitely got some, definitely got some, uh, got some talent. And um, listen, hopefully we'll be really happy if they, they go forward from there. It does, if that's the locks that they've, that they that they have named, it probably does still leave a, an opening for say somebody like a Sam Slade, who can actually play both six and lock. I think they'll need that extra cover as well. Yeah, I mean, they've got some. Um, uh, um, Topolotu, uh, um, sorry, Sione Topolotu. Um, who is um, also uh, is kind of a well they mentioned as a loose forward, but he has played lock um, as well. So yeah, I, I'd expect to see another two signings in the locking department to come. Uh, that because so they've only got three, three and three and a um, and as a kind of uh, and a dual option player um, so far named. Uh, so I say I expect a couple more names to be named in there, and we'll have to wait and see uh, who those uh, those names are. We've still not had any hookers named yet. Uh, so uh, I expect to see a, a hooker named over the next few days. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd expect us to have, I think we're planning to have a, an announcement at 2pm every single day this week. So uh, will that helps us with the 5pm uh, lockdown beers, have something to talk about, and we will do that every single day this week. So do, uh, do join us um, for, um, for, for all of those um, ones, uh, folks. Um, and uh, Nocturnal Rights, wow, is... Uh, Pulling up his 80s um, reference here is that uh, Sam Slade used to be a 2000 AD comic co character. Um, <laughs> so there we go. Uh, good, uh, good name there. Uh, There's the locals. The locals in the background, Paul. <laughs> sorry, yes, my local, yes, the locals with their, yeah, with, with their wonderful cars. I love them um, practicing how fast they can make them go up and down the streets at uh, one o'clock in the morning. Um, it's uh, it's fantastic. It's the perfect time to be doing it. Um, on. Uh, on those two, uh, some Blackfern's news. Uh, now, one of the things that they said was that they were going to be undercooked and we had um, little um, uh, sympathy, <laughs> let's be honest, for the head coach around that because of the way he pulled them out of uh, the Farrah Palmer Cup latter rounds uh, when uh, they were still in the country and could very easily have played. Um, they have had a, a couple of warm-ups um, games uh, over the last, uh, uh, well, yesterday, um, so we'll just bring you up to speed with those folks. Um, the, they, they took on uh, the England under-20s uh, and beat them 83-3 to um, uh, with Aisha Leti-Ilaga um, scoring four tries and uh, Patricia Maliepo with uh, 23 points there uh, in that one. Um, they followed that up by uh, playing Wales and winning that one 53-7. to um, Portia Woodman picking up three tries and uh, Rennie Wycliffe Whitcl um, with uh, another try, another um, two tries um, as well. So um, two uh, what, training runouts, let's be honest. Uh, the under-20s, they were always going to beat. And uh, Wales, look, they've had their issues uh, with them, uh, well, basically funding being pulled from uh, from their uh, from their 15s and 7s tournaments. Now, I think that's been put back to a certain degree because of some of the uh, publicity that came out from their Great Britain player, who is um, I've got quite a name now, but fantastic player. But yes, yeah, so Wales not had a good, a good, uh, not in the hunt uh, for those top three or four places in the world. But uh, yeah, I mean, two runouts, two big scores, um, blow the cobwebs off, Stephen. Yeah, 
Pr- pretty much, but I'll tell you what, they, they probably would have been a lot better for it if some of them were playing in the Farrah Palmer Cup. I know I should move on from that, but, you know, it's just really that hard level of rugby you want. But I suppose when you've got a, a whole squad there that are probably, you can only do do so much, um, oh, you can only be the tourist, tourist for so so long. I, I actually saw them singing a lovely waiata at, uh, I think it was the new Wembley Stadium, I think it was, and it's really sounded very, very impressive. And uh, like I say, you can only do so much of the touristy thing before you want to get into what you're over there for, to, is to play a bit of code. Yep, no, absolutely. Um, and uh, something that was really interesting, well, something I just saw, saw on, the, on the Blackfirds Twitter feed, which which surprises me, uh, is that some, look, we, we, we there is so much more that could be done with the women's, women's game. But uh, we also need to remember just how far or, or where we're coming from um, it's only five years ago, or four years ago, it's 2018, is that four or five years ago, anyway, whatever it is, um, that uh, the Black Ferns were capped for the first ever time. Wow. <laughs> um, having a team around, a World Cup winning ch- team, weren't capped until um, uh, until 2018. I mean, that's just uh, a bit of a, a farce, um, So, uh, which, uh, which gives you an idea as to, as to how far we've come with women's game. Sure. We do have a Super Rugby tournament next year. That's only going to be um, four weeks long, but uh, it's four weeks or five weeks long. Anyway, I think it's four weeks long. Um, but um, look, uh, we, we're coming from a very low point. At least we're heading in the right direction uh, with some of these things. Let's just hope. Well, one of the things that Steve Chu said uh, a few years back was that they need to not make the same mistakes with the women's games they've done with the men's game. Um, and uh, you look around it and you're thinking, well. As far as I can see at the moment, they're treated exactly. <laughs> they are making those same mistakes. So, uh, look, I hope they would uh, learn from that. But uh, it, it's heading in the right direction. Uh, but um, it's not a smooth path. Let's uh, let, let's be honest. Um, also, the uh, Blackfern Sevens um, have got uh, uh, an award from the uh, Tokyo Olympics. The uh, International Olympic Committee has named the Blackfern Sevens as the best female team at the Tokyo Olympics. Um, so uh, fantastic honour um, for them um, for that one. Uh, so uh, congratulations to um, the uh, Blackfern Sevens for that. Uh, clearly, when they were over there, they carried themselves extremely well. Uh, some of the some of the interviews they did were, were very good, and um, yeah, uh, didn't uh, uh, end up um, sort of smashing up any bars or uh, getting drunk <laughs> or doing anything silly either. So it's uh, great great to see some rugby players doing the doing the right kind of thing. Yeah, very much so, Paul. I think a lot of the stuff they did, especially not just for their performances on on the field, but I think the way they carried themselves off the field with their interview with their interviews, um, you know, just basically with their humbleness. I think that just resonated with uh, not only the journalists that were there, because you know, it's it pretty much the journalists are the ones writing the articles about them. But I think all the images we saw from around the world touched touched touched. Uh, people in the uh, in the right places and even even in a situation where they were probably fortunate to beat Fiji and was it the semi-final it was Paul I think um, even they recognized you know I think they played great homage to that uh, Fijian Fijian team at the time and um, I think once again that resonated with people as well everybody likes a um, how shall I say a humble winner Paul Absolutely. Um, they, as I say, they, they carried themselves fantastically both on and off the pitch, um, which is um, great to see here. Um, Nocturnal Rights says that uh, 
Uh, he likes the idea of the Blackferns playing around seven tests a year and the top top players always being available for the domestic comp, um, build the pace properly. Yes, the question is which domestic um, comp, I think it's going to be Super Rugby, not the Farrah Palmer Cup. Um, I do think they'll go the same way um, as the men from that point of view. Uh, look, there has been talk of um, some international competitions, including the USA, Canada, um, Australia, uh, in that, uh, and probably Japan as well. So have some sort of Pacific competition for the women um, there. So look, it's uh, obviously COVID has got in the way of, any, of of getting that properly set up. We saw them go over to the US to, um, oh, I think it was I can't remember if it was Vegas or San Francisco, mm-hmm. or San Diego, um, one of those places uh, a couple of years back um, for along with France, England. Um, and uh, forgotten the other two you, teams that were in that involved in Ireland, I think, probably. Um, yeah. anyway, uh, who played um, a, 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 a round robin tournament there, which was uh, which was fantastic. Um, so look, it's it's clearly on, it's coming. Um, but uh, they've got four tests this year two against England, two against France coming up. Um, unfortunately, the Wallabies tests that were going to not the Wallabies, the Wallaroos tests that were going to be played uh, during the uh. Bledisloe Cup games. I think we're going to the plan for two of them. Two of those didn't go ahead because of uh, COVID travel restrictions. Um, but uh, yeah, so unfortunately that didn't manage to happen. But yeah, we're getting towards that seven test mark. But um, I wouldn't be surprised to see it head up towards the ten and uh, fourteen that uh, the All Blacks play in the next sort of five, maybe ten years. Uh, obviously not next year, but I can see it happening pretty soon. Um, to be honest with you, uh, if you think that. Uh, the sides in Europe, so England will have played five Six Nations games plus these two tests now. So they'll, they'll have played seven this year, um, as will France. So um, they're getting there as well. Um, but whilst England and France are progressing, Ireland have gone backwards at a rate of knots. Wales are uh, in serious problems as well. Scotland also haven't. Uh, uh, so it, it is, we, we basically have about three. Um, uh, countries sort of kind of making making heading forwards and all the rest standing still or going backwards, uh, which uh, doesn't make for a good international competition. We're going to need other teams to step forward um, as well. Um, it doesn't help um, when uh, you hear stories and um, I've gone and lost the uh, tweet um, that uh, that mentions it, but. Um, Come, come, country. Uh, I mean, teams like uh, well, if you want the USA to, to, to progress, they're going to need money. I've talked previously about them being in bankruptcy. Um, I saw a tweet now, it's a tweet. Is it true? Is it not? I don't know. Which suggests that um, the uh, the All Blacks took about 1.4 or 1.6, exact number million from that game in the US, uh, and the USA got 250,000, which doesn't seem um, very fair to me, Stephen. Um, no, and especially if you're trying to grow rugby in the States, I, that's not going to help much, is it? I, I did see that tweet um, myself, and I kind of wondered at the time, firstly, if it was accurate. But I guess if you're going to put something out there in, in, in Twitter land, <laughs> as I very well know, you want to make sure that it's relatively or at least close to 100% accurate. So that there's no reason not to not to disbelieve that. So once oh, again... Well, look, I'm not going to take it as, 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 as gospel, um, but... Um, I've not heard anyone say anything anything different. I yeah, guess nobody's ref- nobody's refuted refuted yeah. that claim. Mm. Um, so yeah, so we and how are they going to grow their women's team if they if they don't have cash at the end of the day? Um, so let's just hope that's, uh, that 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 isn't true, and hopefully the USA got a bit more than that out of it. Um, 
it's, uh, but yeah, um, the All Blacks obviously will say that that was it was their brand that uh, got all the ticket sales on the TV. True, it was, but if you want to grow the game, you need to let them have some of the funds um, as well. And that uh, that discrepancy was rather was yeah was a, was large, and having them had them complain. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Previously about how much the RFU makes from a game during a test window and say they deserve half the money. You've got to say um, Kettle and Black uh, springs to mind there um, on that one. Um, a bit of a fun thing then to finish off with. Uh, I don't know how accurate this is, but apparently um, the uh, ruck.co.uk has made a list of the top 10 paid um, rugby players globally in uh, 2021. And uh, there's not many All Blacks involved there. But um, unsurprisingly, as we know, that the money from Europe is higher. But uh, Charles Peertown, still top of the top of the top of the table there with uh, Henri Pollard. Both apparently earning one million pounds, or nearly two million New Zealand dollars a year. Um, Charles Peertown obviously available all year round because uh, he's not going to get selected by the All Blacks, and uh, he didn't turn up to uh, the Sevens qualifying tournament, so therefore he's not uh, been able to change himself over to Tonga either. So um, you can see why he's going to be paid a lot uh, of that. Um, there with that one, but uh, so we've got a fullback there and a uh, fly half. Um, in third place comes Eben Epsabeth on £900,000 over in France. Before we see Finn Russell and Cheslin Colby, and as we've said before, Cheslin Colby, arguably the best rugby player in the world, so not surprised to see him up there. But um, then we've got Marutoji at six, at seven, um, Jeremy Vakatawa. Uh, and uh, Bowden Barrett, apparently seven hundred eighty thousand pounds, or close to one and a half, or close to one and a half million New Zealand dollars. And then Michael Hooper and Owen Farrell. So if we look at that list with um, Vakatawa, and I'm going to, am I going to get, get myself? Um, uh, I'm going to mistake what position he plays in now um, and get it wrong. But um, with because um, uh, he's a wing centre. Geez, I was going to say he was a lot for a second there. Just, let me get in my head. Off. But Maro Toji, Evan Etzebeth, so we've got two locks in the uh, top 10. No, uh, Owen, uh, yeah, no, um, no props or hookers. Only one loose forward in uh, Michael Hooper. No um, scrum halves in there. But uh, with uh, Omri Pollard, Finn Russell, um, Bowden Barrett and Owen Farrell, we've got four fly halves. 
uh, a centre come wing in Vakatawa, um, and then uh, Charles Piatel and Chesney Colby, so two outside backs. Uh, interesting split there of the of the highest ten, opposition wise, the highest ten players. Yeah, you would you wouldn't say Paul necessarily the best ten players in the in the world, although in the case of case of Michael Hooper, he's probably def definitely the best in his position in the world. You could virtually argue that Mario Otoji, in my opinion, is I personally think he's the premier lock in the world at the moment. Paul, I, I, a few people might dispute that, but uh, boy, I'd, I'd have him every day of the week. Cheslin Colby, yep, definitely right up there is probably one of the best outside outside backs in the world. Is Finn Russell the best first five in the world? Oh, that, that's that's probably quite a debatable. Is Eben Exabeth the third best lock in the world? Not, not, in, not in my opinion. And Charles Pieto, well, we just don't get to see him play international rugby these days, so we don't know. Viriami Vakatawa is just an immense talent, and obviously the highest paid Fijian player in in the world. You would have, you wouldn't have um, thought thought that a couple of years ago. And um, Owen Farrell still commanding a, a really big salary as well, but are, are they the, the best players in the world? No, not necessarily. But well, I, I mean, think when I you think say Fijian probably, player, yeah, yeah, Vakatawa um, plays for France. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so if, 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 yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and, and, and in New Zealand as well. So yeah, um, so okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they fit. They probably fit those specific markets, but you you also see that. Um, some of these, some of these guys, no sooner, sooner than they're playing test matches, they're back on a plane back to their club the following week. So they they pay the price for it. No, absolutely they do. Um, and uh, you, you've got to. I mean, Chesney Colby, unfortunately, look, has spent a whole chunk of time out injured now. Uh, how much of that is down to the amount of rugby he's having to play? Um, we don't know. Uh, but um, yeah, I just find it interesting that we've got some three outside backs uh, in that. Um, or centre outside back for for Vakatawa, uh, in in that list. I'm not surprised to see four um, fly halves uh, in there with um, as you, with Pollard, Russell, um, Bowden Barrett, and uh, Farrell in there. Now, I'll, uh, should Richard Mwanga be in there? Well, hey, he hasn't taken a sabbatical up to Japan. That's probably that's why he's not in there. Um, and uh, so yes, but um, you got to say yeah. If you head over to France, that's where you want to be. I'm. A bit surprised that uh, I mean, Bowden Barrett and Michael Hooper, look, they're the only players who have played in Japan um, that are on this list. Uh, now, clearly, both of them have managed to have, have boosted that with their um, uh, national uh, contracts because they've, they've both taken sabbaticals to go to, over to uh, Japan rather than actually just left on massive. So they take their, their uh, New Zealand rugby or rugby Australia salary and added on a Japan one on top. Um, but uh, yeah, a bit surprised that there aren't any other players here um, that uh, from Japanese clubs. Now, is that more about not knowing how much they get paid over there? Is it an exchange rate issue? I don't know. Or is it? Or, or is Japan play, paying that much less um, than France? I don't know. Um, the uh, of the uh, England-based players, obviously, Toji and Farrell. Um, two homegrown, uh, two, two homegrown players for Saracens. Clearly, they're their marquee players, uh, and obviously, uh, Saracens had its issues or question marks, and uh, around um, how it uh, managed that um, uh, salary cap there. But uh, Charles Pierce, how the only other one in there that's uh, from that, that's from there. All the rest are kind of um, 
so three from three from England, two from sort of Japan slash Oceania, uh, and then five from Japan, five from France, which uh, that probably gives you an idea as to yeah, where the financial muscle is. Paul, Paul, I was going to say it's kind of disappointing that we don't see Charles Pieto playing international rugby because we know he is a good good player. I mean to say in, in, in premiership rugby, as we know, he just stands out something awful when he's uh, when he when he's actually playing his ability to beat players, his footwork, his strength. We know how good he is, and I don't know. It's just not having playing, not having him playing international rugby. I just think we're we're kind of missing missing something. I don't know whether does he qualify for for Tongan for Tonga now or the not not yet or not at all. Um, not at all because um, what happened was that uh, the the date for the repechage game for the Rugby World Cup, for, sorry, for the Olympic Sevens, moved. So it clashed with a playoff game at the end of the season for uh, Bristol. And he didn't, he decided that, or, or whether he wasn't released or he decided to, however you want to um, word it, he couldn't go, he didn't go to that tournament and therefore didn't get the release, therefore did, didn't use the Olympic loophole. Uh, to get released for or to, from from his uh, one cap or, or or three or four cap, whatever it is, um, capture that he has with the All Blacks. Now, um, was this a case of the All Blacks capping someone just to capture them and then not play, not second again? No, it's not. Uh, the All Blacks would, the All Blacks had Charles Piatau very much in their plans. He had a contract with his um, uh, player with his agent. He'd even signed the contract as well, but hadn't returned it to New Zealand rugby um, and therefore it wasn't like legally binding yet. Got an offer in from Ulster, I think it was, um, at uh, a stupendous amount of money, um, i.e. that million pound a year piece, putting him making the, the most best play, best paid player in the world, um, at which point, unsurprisingly for a player who has a whole bunch of brothers and sisters, has, uh, I think at the time, I can't remember if it was him or Fekatoa that mentioned that basically uh, they used to sleep in the garage because there wasn't enough rooms in the house. Um, so look, comes from a poor background, has a big family to support. Um, can you, uh, was going to add a zero or, or, or getting on towards that sort of level to his con to, to his income. Um, who doesn't go and earn 10, to 10 years worth of income in one year. So you can understand why he, why he did it. And it was all totally legal above board, but, um, the all blacks, um, the all blacks head coaches, were uh, got very upset about this because he'd agreed a contract but um, hadn't actually signed and returned it um, and therefore they threw their toys out the pram um, at uh, that point um, which is why you've seen other players go overseas and be selected after they've said they're going overseas he wasn't um, on that one um, interesting one here where um, the nocturnal rights says yeah uh, talking about the rich list and the IRB players of the year saying how certain positions get it more um, than others. Um, so I just thought I'd bring up the, um, the, 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 the list of the world player um, of the year, because uh, it's not been around that long, uh, in all honesty. And we'll have a look and go through and just have a quick chat about who they are and, I guess, the propensity around positions. So Keith Wood um, in there was the very first one back in 2001. So we've got a hooker. Fabian Galtier, um, the, uh, the, the the scrum half, Johnny Wilkinson, a fly half, Schalkberger, uh, a flanker. Uh, then we then we head into the uh, a bit of uh, New the start of kind of the New Zealand dominance of this with uh, 
Dan Carter at fly half, Rich McCaw as a flanker. Brian Habana and Shane Williams and a couple of wingers. Back to Richie for a couple of years. Um, Thierry Dessertois um, around that final in 2011. Um, another flanker. Then we hit to Dan Carter and Kieran Reid, Brody Retallick. Fly half, number eight and lock. Back to Dan Carter. Over to Bowden Barrett. Oh, and then we hit fly half domination here. Bowden Barrett, Jonathan Sexton, and finally Peter Steftatoy. So looking at that, no centres. Um, only one um, scrum half, no props, no hookers uh, have been uh, have been selected in there. The only lock um, is, um, is is Brady Retallick. Um, a lot of uh, basically a lot of show ponies getting getting, getting, getting in, the, in, in the fly half role, um, plus a few hard workers in the flankers. Seem. I was going to say, didn't Steph the toy play a little bit at lock as well? Lock could play lock in. And six, but I think primarily he definitely played six. So yeah, that, you know, for those other positions, you guys need to get your act together. It's, 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 it's as simple as that. I, you know, one player who I think if he can find consistency in his game in terms of a prop is definitely Taniela Tupo. I think uh, just with his amazing skill set, and if he can find the complete game, I think somewhere in his career he could go along and definitely pick up pick up this trophy with without too many uh, troubles. But when we st start looking around at uh, at centres, boy, we really are scratching around there. Well, yes, exactly. It's, look, we're not in a vintage centre um, age at the moment, let's be honest. Uh, we've just come out of one with players like um, Brian O'Driscoll, um, Conrad Smith, Matt Anonu. Uh, I'm trying to think some other players there as well. But So we, 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 we had a period where we had a lot of good, really good centres. Um, now we're going through a bit, of a, a bit of a lean patch, really, globally i would say um and we're seeing quite a few players i mean like owen farrell playing 12 quite a bit not only for england but also for the british and irish lions um as well so i think we are in a bit of a, a period of uh yeah of, of yeah of not many or not many standout um players in the centers um but i mean we've got a couple of cracking scrum halves though obviously over in france i've just gone blank as the player's name um there um uh, anton dupont over yes. in uh, France, we've yes. got uh, and obviously Aaron Smith um, over here. Um, so a couple there that could pick up a World um, Player of the Year. Obviously, Aaron Smith has missed far, far too much rugby this year um, through the uh, birth of um, his son. Uh, so it was a son or daughter. We don't know yet. It's arriving in November. Um, uh, so we don't know yet what that's going to be. Uh, so um, we'll have to wait and see um, as... Uh, uh, as to whether we'll see another, or whether we'll see a, yeah, so a, a, a scrum half get it in the next couple of years. Um, the uh, Nocturnal Rights thinks that uh, 2017 version of Bowden Bode Barrett um, was uh, lucky, nowhere as good as the 2016 version. Well, hey, maybe maybe living on his reputation a bit there um, <laughs> on that one. Who knows? But um, I would guess that this year, being a um, a Lions year, that we've got to, that uh, there's. That uh, we should probably look at. Uh, I think we'll probably look at um, seeing a uh, um, what do you call it? On black now. Um, uh, one of the players who was part of the British and Irish Lions tour getting involved. I wouldn't be surprised to see a South African player pick it up this year because of that, Stephen. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I, I think somewhere in the future, you mentioned uh, Dupont before. Of course, fantastic scrum half from. Uh, from Toulouse, and uh, of course, he teams up with his French um, teammate Intermac as well. So those 
those two are a combination are amazing. I mean to say they were very, very good for Toulouse yesterday when they put away uh, Castro quite comfortably, 41-0. And I was just watching some of the some of the skills of, of, of these two off the ball. They are sensational players and they are only young. And if we remember, they're only really in their early 20s as well. So they are, they will probably definitely be winners of that particular award somewhere along the, along the line. But um, in terms of South Africa, well, when you consider them, when you consider they they beat the British Lions this year, they've um, once again getting that. Whilst they didn't perform in the rugby championship, they did get that win. But you've got to think think about the amount of rugby that they they put in this year. And if I had to probably mention a, mention a couple of players, I reckon Luke Luke Delaga, Diaga is it mm-hmm. Luke Diaga? I think he yep. probably I think he probably puts himself in the in the frame a little bit. He he's he's been. You know, to me, I think he's been very, very good. I think they just had that really sort of bad pitch in the rugby championship. But I think consistently, I, I think he's been one of the really, really good uh, spring springbok players throughout the season. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's him. Chesney Colby obviously been far too injured, even though he is a fantastic player. Peter Seth's a toy. He was won it before, has also um, uh, been, a, a, been a winner. Um uh, of it, but again has been injured for most of the uh, most of the season um, after getting injured in the first uh, the opening lines test uh, for, for that one. So yeah, Ludiago, yeah, very good call um, on that one, uh, folks. Look, please let me know at Driving Mall on Twitter, um, or you can email me Paul at nzsportradio.com. Um, who do you think will pick up the World Player of the Year um, or be nominated even um, this year? Be interested to see that one, Josh. Um, Thinks that so. Uh, Will Jordan has potential to be a winner of its uh, best finisher out there. Yeah, he's got to actually nail on a uh, starting All Blacks jersey first. Um, let's be honest. Uh, I, uh, and, uh, being part of that team against the USA shows that he's not mm. uh, in the first um, th- first thoughts of the All Blacks selectors currently. Paul, there is one of there is one other player that's just struck a chord with me. And it's actually really remiss of me to actually forget him. It, wouldn't be surprised me if it's Michael Cooper and Mike Michael Hooper either. Yeah, no. As you said that, that, that was, as it went up, there's one other player. I'm thinking, oh yes, of course. We've been talking. We just talked about him as one of the as the one of the top play, paid players in the world and how he is the best in his position. Um, yes. So yeah, Michael Hooper could be in there. I mean, um, Sir Khaleesi. Um, whilst I don't think he's necessarily the best player, um, I think the fact that because he's captain the team, there may be um, there may be kind of an emotional piece around that. Uh, that he may get some um, a few votes from from, from that point of view. So uh, I could see Sia Khaleesi getting nominated, um, but I don't think he should uh, necessarily win um, the award uh, for for that one. But it'll be yeah interesting to see who who does get nominated from all of that kind of stuff. Now look, folks, we've um, overrun. I didn't even realise what the time was, um, which um, which shows you that we're having. I'm really enjoying the chat, which is great to see. So thank you again, Stephen, for joining me, uh, folks. I will be having a chat with. Um, the Attacking Scrum podcast um, this evening. So do look out for uh, that uh, to come out later um, in the week. Uh, the Attacking Scrum podcast is a Welsh podcast. So obviously looking forward to the All Blacks versus Wales um, this evening. Also, folks, I will be um, putting something up on Trade Me for those of you in New Zealand, um, which is a, uh, a horse's stable. You might think that's a bit strange. Um, but um, yes, we've come up with a toy horse's stable. So if you've got kids that enjoy horses and playing with the uh, um, with toy horses, uh, then um, 
do uh, look out for that. I'll put it on, on my socials as um, as I try and sell it. Um, and uh, let me know what your thoughts are on that as well. But um, thank you, Stephen. Thank you, uh, everyone who's joined in in the live chat. Uh, and uh, everyone, stay safe. Get vaccinated. Let's get us let's get us back to normal um, as soon as possible. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare insurance plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare insurance plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.